Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Sheffield Live. Good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak. My name's Luke Crofts. I'm joining the studio by James Hargreaves. Hello. And we and we have a very special guest with us, Alex Pearcey from Resonate. How are you doing? Not bad, thank you. Marvellous, I'll turn you up. When we did the sound check, you were eating the microphone and now you're sat really far away. How are you doing, mate? You alright? I'm alright, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for coming. Um, we're, we're always good to have a guest that doesn't bombard us with pictures. God, I've had the worst week ever for that. Thanks, Neil, my brother, who's just literally... I woke up the other morning and had something like 143 new messages from Neil. There's just no need for it, Neil. All pictures. I think I started it again as well this morning. Apologies yep. for that. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Have you had a good Christmas, guys? Yes. I've had a really good one. Just nice, quiet, relaxing one. I'd, I'd uh, just stayed at home. Usually do the whole family thing, but this year just fancied having a quiet one and going to catch up with the family kind of... This next week, Alex. Yeah, busy, very busy. Yeah, traveling everywhere, not being able to have a a bit of a drink. So hopefully today can have a bit of a drink and a bit of a relax. Did you get any nice presents? I I got, and it's it's obviously a kids thing, but it's just phenomenally good. Lego Dimensions on PS4. Oh, MG. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> crazy. Just toys to life. Just like you build the little Lego figures and cars. And you put them on a little platform and they come up in the game and you play with those figures. It's amazing. I'm just making sure my microphone's on because <laughs> I can't see anything happening here. The normal technical difficulties in the, in the Sheffield Live studio. But we're okay. What about you, Alex? Anymore? Um, just Marvel stuff, really. Big kids, so just all Marvel stuff. I was um, expecting another year of socks, but I haven't had socks for two years. I was surprised. I had, well, there was one year I had about twenty-seven pairs of socks. Actually, actually, I did get um, like a male grooming set with one pair of socks in it, but I didn't get a. Well, no, I have got socks then, haven't I? But I haven't got like a load of. So- I haven't got like a pack of socks. Yeah. I think people have been listening to you see on Facebook that little image that went around with a guy with the little bottle, uh, the box of Lynx stuff. Said, <laughs> Men don't want this for Christmas. Yes, I know, and I've not, I've not had one of them this year either. So it's no, been, a, it's, been a, it's been a decent year actually, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. everybody will be looking at what you've had for the last three years, and you've probably just got loads of Lynx sets piled up in uh, like a kind of JTF kind of style in your garage, or your Lynx boxes. What's JTF? What, it's a big box retailer, is it like warehouse type retailer? Oh, yeah. right, okay. Yes. Yeah. Bit of advertising there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get away with it, it's fine. Oh, good. Well, um, yeah, so what uh, What did you do over the sort of Christmas Eve? you got Christmas Eve or anything? Do you have, a, do you have any traditions over Christmas that you no. do every year, or is it is it changing every year? Well... On Christmas Eve, I was with you, Luke. That's what, that's what I mean. <laughs> for, for our mate Dave's that's, birthday. That's our tradition, That's our tradition, That's yeah. what we normally do. Yeah. Normally stay local. I don't like going too far Christmas Eve, because it's, it's just a bit of a circus, isn't it? Trying to get a taxi. T- yeah. Too busy. Well, our mate Dave is 
he's an avid listener of the show. Well, an avid listener of the show, but his birthday is Christmas Day, isn't it? Yes. Uh, it's, it's almost like the second coming with him. Um, but yeah, he's. Uh, we go out on the Christmas Eve and kind of celebrate his birthday at midnight when it comes through, get drunk and then regret it in the morning. Mm, I did that. It's my <laughs> mum's birthday Christmas Day as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's a bit of a rubbish It's amazing time, how many people have their birthdays on Christmas Day, isn't it? Well, there's a one in 365 chance, <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> 366 on a leap, yeah. Well. But yeah, it's uh, it's not a good time. My, my birthday is around Christmas and it's a bit rubbish um, having it then. Cool. We've got Carl Maloney has tweeted in and said he's chilling listening to the squeak. Uh, and he says that he can't shift for shaving balm. He's <laughs> obviously got quite a bit. Of sh- Are they trying to tell you something, Carl? Uh, but Carl, yeah, I mean, was, was uh, just to mention, Carl will be joining us next week. So we're on for another two hours next week from one till three. We are indeed, yeah, one till three. Unfortunately, Paul Sellers is uh, still not back. He, he is getting better. But he's, I think his back's still a little bit sore. So he'll be back um, in the new year. Yep, get well soon, Paul. Paul Sellers from Eclectica. Yep. And just a reminder to listeners that you can tweet us. Uh, it is at the squeak, T-H-E-S-Q-W-E-E-K. Or send us a Facebook message at facebook.com slash the squeak. Yeah, please do. Please get involved. Please tell us what you're up to. Um, so Alex, you are in Resonate. I am. Who we have featured. Many yes. times. We've got an exclusive as well today, haven't we? Yeah, we've got a new track from Resonate a bit later today. Marvellous. So just tell us how how long have you been going then as a, as a duo? As a duo, um, we have been going for about three about three or four years now. Um, we were, both of us together, we were in kind of rival bands between Sheffield and Chesterfield. I was in a band called North of Watford and he was in a band called uh, The Reform. We played... A number of gigs in Chesterfield and a few, a couple. I think played one in Manchester, um, and to a point when I decided to leave North of Watford, I was doing other things. I was actually a working in a working men's club band, um, and I just fancied doing something new, a little bit of a new project, and kind of poached Mark from from the Reform. I think all his mates went to university, and he was he was stuck in Sheffield, so. It was kind of the right time to kind of steal him. A marriage of convenience, you might say. Definitely. It's worth mentioning as well that Mark is one of the best drummers you'll ever see live. He's absolutely fantastic. And he's he's Mr. Consistent as well. Never never drops a beat, never never messes up whatsoever. No. And he he runs all the track as well. So uh, it's obviously resonating an electronic band. uh, So they have a backing track. Uh, and he runs all the track, plays drums, and, and basically controls it whilst Alex is a diva out front. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> um, but no, it's interesting because it's, it, it's literally just the two of you. You're not a normal, typical, you know, five-piece Sheffield band, are well, you? Originally, originally we were a four-piece. Um, we, when we first started out, there was um, there was another two guys, bass player and a guitarist, Um and we'd wrote about six or seven songs, um, ready to release them. But to be honest, the, when we were when we were kind of practicing and ready to ready to gig, it just seemed that the other two guys just wasn't really interested in kind of going out and and doing that kind of stuff. So it was just more than anything. Me and Mark was doing it, just so we on. just moved it. Two yeah, um, we rented out a, a practice studio, which was costing us a lot of money, um, and it's just thought, you know, let's 
let's just make it at us two and we'll we'll take it from there really so it was really hard at first I was going to say how easy did you find that transition so difficult just like what we decided to do originally was use an electric kit and an acoustic guitar and we would sat we sat there for about two months and just wasn't working nothing was working and yeah. it was like so we decided to start from the beginning that's when we introduced the um the backing tracks we there was a there's a song by can I mention artists other artists of course can, artists? Yeah. we are a music show fair enough it's fine yeah because I thought I got a bit of a, a look when I when I said uh, a company's name so it was just a bit like oh no that's just I, I don't know what my face is doing Alex so don't worry <laughs> oh fair enough it's absolutely <laughs> fine he didn't know JTF anyway so he'll <laughs> <laughs> be, just be his confused face kind of panicked um, no we um, there's a there's a song from Tiny Temper's first album which is um <laughs> Scare me off to death again. No, uh, there's a there's a song from uh, Tiny Temper's first album, and it's kind of has a 1950s superhero kind of voiceover thing. And I said, oh, let's try and do something like that. And then he, Mark came out with this, so oh, I can do all the backing tracks, and that's pretty much how we started from there. So yeah. in his bedroom, um, just kind of started it there, really, and just got better and better and better to what we can what we're doing now. So. Who was it we were talking about last week, James? It was, um, I want to say No Hot Ashes. Is it them that there's a lot of backing involved, or is it... No, um, is it, it was four authors. Four authors. Ordnance, yeah, they have mixed up with they have a backing track. But um, it was four authors that we saw at, uh, at Carl Maloney Presents a few weeks ago. We played them a couple of weeks ago as well. And they've got a backing track, and it just fills out the sound, and it makes it sound so much bigger than, you know, a normal act does. <coughs> Uh, it really works for Resonate as well. Resonate, uh, obviously, a two-piece, and you know, to fill out a stage when they're you know supporting a, a five-piece band or something. Um, it, 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 sorry, did was my microphone not right there? Like, <laughs> you've just been fingering my microphone. <laughs> I have, yes. Um, no, what it is is if there's directional mics, aren't they? So if if it's pointing the wrong way, okay. Right. It doesn't capture all of the wonderful things that come out of your mouth. It's my my bad microphone technique, sorry. Well, it's not the best microphone, to be fair. I've given you the worst one. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, the electronic backing track really really helps like um, a lot of bands uh, to to fill out the sound, uh, especially, you know, if you're two-piece and you don't have, like, the bass player and, you know, the full orchestra and everything like that. Um, it's something that really works for Resonate and... Uh, four authors just smashed it with theirs as well. Awesome, awesome. Right. Well, that's um, that's a bit about resonate. Then we'll come back to that later on. Um, have we got a, um, a piece of musical genius to kick off we, the show? We do, and it's it's one that's been stuck in the head all week, Luke. Uh, and it's just proof that it works being played on this show because we played them last week, and by Monday they were signed. Goose. So, so they've been signed. It is Goose. Is it Goose? <laughs> yeah. No, Ash is a Goose. I couldn't resist. Oh, I love this song. Oh, I love it. This is no Hot Ashes with Goose. Door, run on the local priest. If 
keep me sane Just a strong dose of morphine knows she helps to ease the pain Is she imaginary? Is she imaginary? Is she imaginary? Got me dancing. Is she imaginary? Is she imaginary? Is she ah? Uh... Whatever kind of weather <laughs> I don't even know what noise I just made. Uh, but but we've got to make a mental note here, Luke, because uh, Carl has again tweeted us, and Carl's on next week, and he's just let us into the fact that he can do a goose honk. Fact. Fact. So, uh, so yes, goose honk, we're going to hold you to that next week, Carl. I think we, we need a goose honk at least once every 15 minutes. <laughs> what can you do, Alex? Not a goose honk. I'm glad, actually. 
You can have be a battle of goose honks. <laughs> um, yeah, so no hot ashes there with goose. I'm really pleased that they've been signed. That's a, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. really good news. They're big, really big in uh, Manchester. They're, they're playing this feeling, um, which is the uh, a showcase of up and coming bands on the 30th of January in Manchester. Um, and they've been championed by people like Mr. Peeps, who's got a, a really popular podcast for unsigned music in Manchester as well. So uh, they're definitely one to look out for, and they're, they're a great live band as well. Awesome. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, we should congratulate Alex, by the way, because um, we've heard he's the new member of Cosmos. Well, every, everybody's in the Cosmos, I think. <laughs> everybody's in it, but they don't know they're in it. <laughs> Uh, sorry, that's in reference to uh, Neil Hargreaves' um, band fantasies. Yes, he's still carrying on with that. He's got um, Jack Galvin on board now, and and him and Jack are still carrying it on. I, I, I can't wait because hopefully they will do something and release something, and it'll either be something really good, really comedy, or really really bad. Either way, it'll be really really memorable. Yeah, yes, as always. <laughs> Anything that Neil does is. So what's uh, what's been happening in the news then this week, James? Apart from you know, I mean, I know it's been Christmas, so it's probably been a bit of a slow news week. There's been a few things happening, though, haven't they? Yes, there's quite a few uh, Christmas things. Did, did you get any Christmas presents that you didn't particularly like that you can talk about on air because everybody's listening? Um, <laughs> I I loved all of my Christmas presents. All oh, right, it's not what you told me off there. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lie. Just joking. Just joking. You can read my mind. <laughs> no, I saw this uh, today. Well, well, actually, though, have you ever had a Christmas present that someone's bought you when it's really for them? Oh, I do that all the time. That's that's my my trick. It's like, especially with like kids and stuff, my nephews and stuff like that. It's like I, I buy them the toys that I know I would like. And, <laughs> and so when you go around, you can play with. Yeah, that's it. It's brilliant. Why not? Ingenious and calculated. <laughs> well, just in case anybody did get any unwanted uh, Christmas presents and they're not going to re-gift them, if you go to Toronto in Canada, uh, there's a little pop-up shop that's uh, that's sprung up on one of the main streets in uh, in Toronto. Or popped up, you could say. It has it has pop up popped up. <laughs> they, uh, they will um, let you trade in your Christmas present rejects. And pay you back in Skittles, the confectionery delight. I think my uh, our good friend Richard Giles would like that. He likes Skittles, doesn't he? Yes, yeah. Obsessed. I, w- I once uh, I used to work with Rich, and we once had an afternoon of drinking Skittles, and I swear that is the the biggest sugar rush and come down I've ever had from sugar. <laughs> Do you know Richard's not learned from that? You know, at one point he was taking uh, caffeine. Um, are they like pills or something? Yeah, like the Pro Plus things. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, they were like, um, they weren't like those, but they were different for like keeping his energy levels up and that. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I sent him, because I used to go running with him around Hillsborough Park, we used to do 5k around Hillsborough Park, and I texted him, I said, we're going running tonight. And he texted me back saying, no, I've had to get, I've had to have an ambulance, because um, <laughs> I've had a caffeine overdose. He'd been, he'd been drinking, I don't know what, he'd been drinking like, the the drink as well and oh, taking God. all these pills. <laughs> Caffeine over <laughs> Probably all the skittles he'd been eating as well. Actually had an ambulance as well. Yeah. That's crazy. But unsurprising. Yeah, we we used to uh, when we worked together we used to go out at lunchtime uh, to the garage up the road and, you know, get get your sandwiches or whatever for lunch and then just buy like 
two big massive packs of, of sweets like Skittles or something like that and spend the afternoon eating them. Which is probably why I'm not as svelte as I should be. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I'd like to see this um, Skittles shop though. It would be, are they just in packets or would they, is there pictures of it or... There's a picture on the citynews.ca website of it, and it's, it's been trending on Facebook and stuff, so you might have seen it on your feeds. Uh, but yeah, it's a nice red shop with the Skittles logo on it, and uh, yeah, I think if you've got any socks that you don't want, um, well, just, just stick uh, them in. Just going back to that, what's your stance on regifting gifts? If you can get away with it, do it. Nah, definitely. I, I'm one of those that likes to keep all the gifts. For me. There's, there's the thought and the love behind it, and if yeah, you regift it, then, then you're giving away that kind of. Uh, Are you not just regifting the love? Yeah, that's it. But Which if is, you have a, if you have an auntie or uncle that you've not seen for like I don't know, fifteen years maybe. I don't know why that number has come up in my head, but fifteen years, and you want to, you know, you have to get them something for any reason, you know. A Lynx box or, or, or anything like that, you could just hand it then. Yeah, take it from the uh, the stash yeah. of Lynx box sets. <laughs> there you go. When it when it comes to presents, it's it's supposedly the thought that counts, isn't it? Which is why I think about buying people presents and never do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very Christmassy, that, isn't it? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Then. Yeah. Good. So. So. Yeah. And. and Going back to the skill show, have you ever been in an M and M's shop? Uh, yeah, I went to the one in London. It's ridiculous. It's incredible. It's, it is incredibly ridiculous. It is incre- incredibly ridiculous. Went to uh, I went to Vegas, and there's a massive one in Vegas, which is on like about five levels, mm. and it's a lot of overpriced tap, to be honest, isn't it? But how do you, how do you judge how much skittles you would get for you know a pair of socks? How many is it? Yeah, what's the what's the exchange rate? It doesn't actually say on this. I, I, I'm quite interested to know that myself. I, I would like to think that there's some kind of weight ratio. Mm. You, you weigh in your pair of socks. Yeah. But then socks are quite light, aren't they? So. Well, it's like when you take your uh, old clothes that you don't want to the dump. Yeah. And they say, you know, you get like five pence for every 40 kilograms or something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It'd be the same thing, wouldn't it? It's... Uh, Skittle, the weight of your socks in Skittles. That's, uh, <laughs> that, that'd be an interesting concept. What have we got next on the musical front, then, James? On the musical front, we have uh, a track from a, a rubbish little-known duo from Sheffield that nobody likes. Oh, is it resonate? Oh yeah, that's them. <laughs> is this the, is this the special exclusive? This is the exclusive one. Go on, Alex. Uh, Alex, Alex tell, tell us about, about it. Um, I'll be li- I'll be li- I'll be leaving after that one. Thanks for that comment. I'll be li- <laughs> <laughs> now this uh, this one is um, will be released hopefully next year. Um, we're going to start looking at releasing a few more tracks. I think we released um, one last year. Uh, memory. So this will be probably the next one or sometime in 2015, 16. That it'll be released there. Uh, this one is called Truth. Truth. So this is Resonate with Truth on the Squeak 93.2 FM. Get in touch on the Twitter at the Squeak.
Resonate and truth. So, Alex, how how did you come to write that one? Just kind of happened, really. There's not really a massive story behind it. A lot of people. We, how, how does it work with writing and resonate? Yeah, just just generally. generally. I mean, how, how do you do it? Is it a collaborative thing? Is it one of the, one of the two here? Or yeah, normally we we kind of meet up um, in Mark's flat, just have a bit of a kind of have a bit of a mess about. If I have got. Uh, an idea I want to put through, and then kind of Mark just builds it from there. Um, as soon as we've got a kind of a rough, full song, um, no layers on it, just a rough idea, then he'll send it me, um, and I'll just start writing the lyrics, and then we'll just start building it with all the different tracks on there. Where do the lyrics normally stem from then? Is it all... Because I, I, I always have an interest in this, because I was asking Danny Pianic when we had him on, uh, Danny sometimes writes just from fiction it's not all from personal experience with Danny although I think 
his, his newest stuff probably is not it because he's written quite a lot recently yeah he's done some good comedy stuff on his Facebook page as well <laughs> yeah he's a, he's a real character he's done it yeah so what, what, how does it where does it stem from with your your guy stuff for us I think it's more personal um, personal experiences mainly I'm the I'm the sole like songwriter um, for Resonate so I it's always my personal experience is what I've gone through yeah. um, in future well in past in past stuff but uh, kind of trying to lead away from that kind of stuff now because it's mm. it's been done it's, it's it seems kind of if you're if you're writing about you know, relationships or heartbreak or anything like that it's not it's not the greatest you want to kind of have a bit of a fun fun yeah. night with and yeah. if you're writing about somebody's well, that's what a lot of people say about, you know, the Sam Smiths and Adele's um, mm. at the moment. That's what, that's what all of her albums have sort of centred around, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. That's, either, either that's why it only appeals to a certain audience. Yeah. Either, li- well, not audience, but either like or you don't. You can't just sort of be in the mood to listen to it all the time, sort of thing. No, I think I think it's the for any band really. I think there's stages when I was writing. I was been writing since the age of eight, seventeen, eighteen. So you're right from like first started going out and stuff like that like Arctic Monkeys did yeah. um, and then you kind of write into like kind of relationships and as soon as you get older and then just write about you have a different outlook yeah, on life definitely. sort of thing so what did you what sort of stuff did you used to listen to when you were growing up then? when I was growing up I, I was massive on Arctic Monkeys yeah. literally every, everybody was and back then 2007 everybody that wanted to be in a band was a four-piece band as well, yeah. so everybody listened to Arctic Monkeys. I was uh, the same, Milburn, Reverend, um, and then kind of growing up even more. I was in a cover band, uh, working men's club band, so I listening to Beatles and and everybody like that, and worked a lot on kind of getting harmonies right for um, with Beatles stuff, and mm. just kind of fell in love with Beatles. So trying to get those harmonies for trying to bring those harmonies into resonate as well bit difficult when there's only two of you and mark doesn't sing and it's uh and he <laughs> yeah. won't be won't so what what do you do in that in that um scenario then do you record the harmonies yeah. on the backing track yeah record the back well we what we do is when we record um in the studio they'll give us a um full tracks um all kind of pieced up so we yeah. can just put whatever we want onto just it smash it up yeah and, uh, and just layer it up as well. So, which we've done in about two or three songs, and it, and it really, really does work as well. So it's um, a lot of people. A lot of people enjoy that kind of s- sense of it as well. So, cool. So recording uh, the last few times you recorded have been at Two Fly, haven't they? With mm. um, Alan Smythe, and anyone who knows music will know that Alan Smythe. Um, he produced the uh, Arctic Monkeys' first album, didn't he? He's a god, isn't he? He's yeah, he's, he's, he's a, brilliant. an absolute chef, Sheffield legend and uh, done a lot with Reverend and Amir because he did a lot with Milburn back in the day as well. Who uh, It's worth mentioning, Milburn got back together on stage at the Joe, Joe Carnell gig as well. Cannot, they've rele- they're releasing a, an announcement on the 18th of January as well. Yeah, yeah. Which I can't wait for. Yes. I think I think people might have a clue what that is. But yeah, yeah it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I, I, I personally can't wait for that. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going mm. to be good. Milburn, Milburn was Milburn was a massive thing for me as well when I was 
when I was in uh, when I was starting bands as well. So well, they were all um, Arctic Monkeys, Millburn. They were all from a similar um, time. Yeah, uh, they all they all knew each other. I think they all go to school with each other at one point. Yeah, I think at one point um, you, you could walk into if you remember the boardwalk. Uh, you could walk into the boardwalk and behind the bar you'd have like. Um, there was Chris McClaw, there was one of, one of the guys from Arctic Monkeys, there was Joe from Milburn, all, all working there and putting on nights. And there's a ticket stub, if you go out and uh, you can look online, and there's a ticket stub that somebody posted a while ago, which was a night at a boardwalk, and it had the lineup of Arctic Monkeys, uh, Milburn, and Reverend and the Makers all on, on the same night. And we're, we're just. Uh, we're just fiddling about in the studio because there is a funny noise on one of the some some kind of tapping going on. <laughs> it's my head in. Uh, well, it's, it's also doing listeners' heads and uh, Ray's tweet. Oh, I'm glad it's not that, just me. I yeah. thought somebody was communicating me through Morse. Well, <laughs> somebody locked in the other studio. Going, let, let me out! Let me out! <laughs> but yeah, there's, uh, yeah. If you can hear that, we, we're aware of it, and we haven't got oh, I've done a it. Clue what it is? I've done it. Oh. Do you we know, do have a clue. Do you know what, what I did? You, when I you went to the CD player. Did I take that out or did I put it in? Uh, I think I went to eject that. Yeah, and which then is the CD on the right hand side, <laughs> and then knocked that, and then it was like <laughs> Morse. Lovely. So uh, yeah. If I did say anything untoward in Morse, there, I do apologise. I don't actually speak Morse. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, um, yeah, Milburn. Uh, when are we? When is it? Eighteenth? Is it sixteenth? Eighteenth. So, they're, they're announcing something on the eighteenth. They've released it on all their social media, aren't they? A little picture of the old uh, album cover, and I think the, there's an idea what it's going to be. There's a lot of people talking about it. Um, I believe it's ten years of their Well, Well, Well album. Yes, I think yeah, isn't it? So. Which is a great album, by the way. But uh, yeah, um, obviously, I said a few weeks ago, if they get back together, we will have. You know, it'll be a great night. Uh, well, it's one that you're guaranteed to get a good good night from. So if they do get back together and do a gig, then go down there, buy your tickets quick because that that thing will sell out. Yeah, it won't. It won't be on uh, sale for a while. Awesome. So where, in terms of um, gigs, then Alex, best gig, best gig. Um, I know it's a tough one. There's been there's been there's been loads. To be honest, I, I don't want to kind of really put of a best gig on it really I, I enjoy every single one we do um, okay, then very, privi- very, very privileged of doing them to be what, honest, so. what about best venue best venue um, I think Bar Abbey was good I enjoyed Bar Abbey when we did that yeah. that was incredible uh, Plug is always um, a mm. delight to play yeah. um, we supported Antarctic Monkeys at um, at Sheffield um, O2 Academy, which was absolutely incredible as well. Um, the, the Sheffield music scene, I love, I love all all the um, venues. I think one of the best I have done though is Frog and Parrot. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff happening at Frog and Parrot all the time, and then um, it's just it's just I think it's the layout of the room. It's it's different. Yeah. You sort of, it's sort of upside down, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You're not. You're the stage, not. Kind of the stage is low yeah. as opposed to, yeah. and everybody else is up above. It's yeah. It's it's a different. It's a different one. One of the things I really love in a frog and parrot is watching people walk past outside. Yeah. And and 
invariably they'll stop to to look through the window at what's going on, unbeknownst to them, or or maybe they're just silly in doing it. But their face is in front of everybody watching. <laughs> you know, they're there just peering through the window behind the band. And yeah. if you, if you imagine that, if it was on a normal stage, it'd just be hilarious anyway. Yeah. And so it's really funny <laughs> when it happens in a fucking parrot. Uh, what about um? Well, have you been have you been to the court? Oh, of course you have. Yeah, yeah, that's we where, cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's well, that's where I met you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the new what, the new room. Yeah, the new room. What do you think to the new room? Because I I really like that room. So I, corpse a bit different for me because it's it has been like that kind of dark and kind of it's not somewhere I would like to kind of go really. It's, it's somewhere I would try and. Avoid from going on a night out because you stick to the floor. But it's the do you know it's the only place I've been in where you stick to the floor even after you've left. It's that <laughs> bad. It is that bad. But no, the new room is incredible. It's uh, they've done a really good job, and if they can keep it like that, then then it will be a great. Well, venue. I mean, me and James, obviously, we, we, the night you, the night you went, we were going to see um, Slow Readers and. October Drift, yeah. weren't we? And I, you know how much I was looking forward to going, James. I, were, yes. I got told yeah. to shut up morning. Uh, <laughs> but I was really surprised at how nice that room is. And it's, I like that sort of a place where yeah. it's a nice, intimate, intimate space. Um, you're not, you're not too close or too far away from the stage. It's just, it was just right for yeah. me. I really liked it. I think the only thing that laid down was the, the sort of roof, shape yeah. of the roof. But, but it seemed to have fixed that a little bit with the um, panels that they yeah, put. So. The damp- dampers. Yeah, it, yeah. It, um, yeah that, that really worked that night. And oh, How good were slow readers? Can't, Incredible. Can't Very good. Enough. There was a point where I was just kind of sat there and just watched, I just stood there and I yeah. kind of lost myself a bit. Yeah. I was just stood where they were they drinking, really they were my mouth there. wide open. So. Yeah. Well, they're, they're back in Sheffield early next year, so watch out for them. I don't mm-hmm. think it's been announced yet, but well, it has now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, don't, yeah, you don't, know, don't know when and where. You heard it here first, Denmark. <laughs> um, yeah, just just in reference to that, we're on Acast, and we do get a lot. Of, we're, we're massive in Macedonia. Yeah, uh, apparently yes. looking at the listening figures. So, <laughs> yeah. if you if you if you're into podcasting, we're on uh, Acast. Yeah, Acast. It's it's a good little platform. I've been uh, listening to a few other podcasts on there. And mm. Yeah, the it's, the app's really well put together as well. It's really yeah, uh, yeah. really smooth, easy to use. Yeah. Um, but if yeah. you don't have Acast, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and all the normal places. Just search for the Squeak. And you know, actually, it's so easy to do. I didn't know that I'd got a i what is it podcasting um, the app. icon yeah. on here. Yeah. So you literally just click on. Well, how long does it take now? Okay, right. Click on the podcast. Search for. The squeak, and then just click subscribe. Yeah, so that's taken ten seconds. It's dead easy. You yeah, can all, subscribe all in ten and seconds. Have the podcast app built in. So, yeah, yeah. So under ten seconds, you can subscribe and listen back. And if you've got a motor vehicle, uh, you know I'm on the road, so I listen to now podcasts because I'm sick of the radio. Yeah, commercial radio. <laughs> <laughs> I love community radio. <laughs> Community radio is the best, but commercial radio is just adverts every ten minutes, and I can't be doing it anymore. Um, so I listen to podcasts, and so, you know. So if you if you've missed if you missed the live show, you can just look yeah. back on the podcast. Oh, I was reading an article the other day about that, and the, the podcasts are obviously getting big, and they're getting bigger and bigger. Um, and the the theory is that because you know, like USB ports are built into cars now, and, and they connect up via Bluetooth and stuff, um, it's, they're just going to continue to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, so it's, it's really it's really good. Get on the bandwagon, absolutely. Um, so, Alex, 
Yes. Worst venue. Worst venue. We did this to Danny, didn't we, Danny? Pierre? To be fair, we Danny are... did it to himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, several times. Ever. B- before, before he was actually due to play there. He was yeah. playing there about four days later. And he went, <laughs> we were talking about this venue and he went, that's the least of its problems. And then carried on slagging it off. The worst one ever. Yeah. Um, playing with Resonate or anywhere? Anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. Pretty much all the, all the working men's club in the North East. Yeah, it's a tough one, that, isn't it? Tough one working men's clubs because they're big buildings, aren't they? And they're not mm. they're not always full. And I would imagine in the northeast, when they are full, it can be a bit Hectic. of a challenge. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, there's one in uh, Stockton up on uh, Stockton on Tees, um, and it's the bus club. And literally, you kind of you park in this car park, which is full of wire fencing, barbed wire on the top of it. <laughs> Good and sign. You, and you kind of reverse your van towards the. The, kind of the entrance and we had like three tons of equipment so six speakers amps guitars everything and literally you just went up about five flights of concrete stairs just carrying one thing and it just took hours to bring yeah. everything up and then to especially at half past one in the morning when you want to come home come from, back yeah, yeah and you need to come home and then you're up in darlington the next day it's just, it's the worst thing ever. What about the crowds, though? It, they were all right. First, like, you do the you do two spots when you're in a working men's club, so yeah. you do, like, kind of your showpiece stuff in the in the first spot, and then the second spot is a bit of a let's-have-a-party atmosphere. Yeah. Um, so the first spot, everybody's kind of just sat there drinking your £1.30, um, half a bitter and that, and, um, and then you come to the party and everybody's up, Dancing to Barry White and and everything <laughs> like that. See the Northeast. I think the best thing about the Northeast was the absolutely loved uh, "Don't Stop Believing" journey. Oh. Everybody, everybody asked for it, and then you go, <laughs> can you go further down south, and then just everybody hates it. Yeah, it's a funny one yeah. that. I think so this is I, when you were doing covers, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. When I when I were at uni, that was one of the songs that was like an end of the night tune, yeah. you know, at the hubs or whatever. Yeah, yeah crazy. We used to play at the end of the night, and back in my DJing days, the last song we used to play always used to be like a, a kids' theme tune, you know, like from a kids' TV show. And uh, absolute truth, they it used to cut down people fighting and stuff like that because everyone went out in a happy mood. There you go. Yeah. So I think a, I think I think you need to be the. Uh... <laughs> Enforcer of Sheffield uh, Town Centre on a Friday night. I think there's there's a city around a big van playing yeah, Rosie and Jim with a, with a megaphone. I think it was Nottingham. There was a city where all the clubs got together because they had a big uh, kind of crime and violence problem at the end of a club night, and they all got together and all agreed to do it. And uh, each one had their own special kind of signature kids theme, kids TV theme. That everyone How bizarre! Remembered. So yeah, it's a, it's a little tip there for any DJs working in clubs. <laughs> James's <laughs> top tip. Yeah. After you've been banging out the tunes, then uh, put some rainbow on or something. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of those, same time next week. <laughs> right, what's the next piece of music then, James? Well, we've uh, we mentioned him earlier, uh, or we mentioned them, uh, and you know we played this a couple of weeks ago. He had his big uh, gig. Uh, Joe Carnall Jr. and Friends uh, and this one is a track from Milburn uh, it's a storm in a teacup oh is this the live one yes oh yeah, yeah. sing along awesome this is the squeak on 93.2 FM 
Yes, she's been walking down my street Saluting my choirs, avoiding cracks at her feet Oh, be careful, they can break your back, you know But that superstition don't count for much It's all in your head and not in your touch If it's working, I'll reconsider So what you cry for? She don't need no excuse or alibi No explanation to grab hold of your You wouldn't even need to know her name But I just can't work out at all She sent me around the bend She drives me up the wall But it's worth it I know she means well So what are you crying for? You're a big girl now No master's going to get ya You've been trying You don't know how Is it cause they never lay ya No, looks like it's all too much Your ears are burning They're talking about you I know, I know, I know, I know, I know Big one. So what you crying for? You're a big girl now. You've been trying, but you don't know how. No, looks like it's all too much. Your ears are burning. They're talking about you. Joe Carnell Jr. from is Joe Carnell Jr. and Friends Christmas gig. That was last year's, not this year's, uh, but an old Milburn track there. And yeah, they've got their announcement coming up in January. Can't wait to see what's happening with that. And I wonder what it could I, be. I shall be there front row if they get back together. What if the announcement is not that they're getting back together? Then I will get go into a van and I will uh, kidnap them all at knife point and force them to do it. <laughs> it's time. They need to get back together. They do. Any members of Milburn listening to this, be aware of James driving in a big van. <laughs> yeah. a big watch van. out! Watch out for vans. I don't even drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good part. I didn't even think of that myself. <laughs> you just looked at me as though I was some kind of lunatic, which I am. Well, if you're threatening to 
get people at knife point, I think I think <laughs> whether you have a license or not would go out of the window, I think. Yeah, I'm expecting to get a tweet from South Yorkshire Police anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. South Yorkshire Police have just followed the tweet. <laughs> yes, not, not having a license is the least of my problems in that, in that scenario. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we were just talking there about um, venues and stuff, weren't we? Uh, we've gone through best venue, worst venue. We, we uh, whilst Milburn were playing there, uh, or Joe playing Milburn, we were talking about West Street Live mm. and just saying how, how that's kind of, it's almost become uh, the the bedding ground for new bands, isn't it? There's a lot of young new bands. Matt Hume does a lot of nights there with uh, Fourth City. Um, so it is kind of the place to go in, a, in the week for finding oh, some new talent. I yeah. mean, when... when uh, we had Danny Pietnik on a few weeks ago and he was playing Maid of Vale in the week we went to see him there and I think we were what we were saying when we had Neil on as well Maid of Vale whilst it is it does have bands on it's sort of like doesn't it? it's an afterthought so the studios are sort of at the back end of the uh, bar um, whereas you go into West Street Live and it's like the f- focal point of the room yeah. um, so we went when we went I went down with a couple of friends ah. and um, it was it weren't very busy and then we walked the next block to West Street Live, and it was it was really busy. And this is a Wednesday night, yeah. So it, that just shows you it's it's got the reputation now, hasn't it, West Street yeah. Live? It's it's popular with the students as well because they have about if if you look at the signs on the walls, they have about a million different drinks offers. Uh, so. <laughs> Do you know one Christmas Eve I went in there and I'd not it, for some reason West Street Live had not been a place I'd really drank that much. I think I'd just avoided West Street at yeah. that point in my life. And it was my round, and I went to the bar, and I went, because um, I think we're all on bottles, so like three for a fiver or whatever, and I went to the bar, this was fairly late on Christmas Eve, and I went, excuse me mate, uh, have you got any offers on? And my mate does, absolutely, <laughs> creased up laughing, I've never seen him laugh as much in his life, and bloke just literally turned around and just went, <laughs> and I was like, ah. Please peruse our menu wall of offers. You can't move for A4 <laughs> posters, they've, can you? They've got a variety, haven't they? All the drinks that they've got in there. It's, like it's very reasonably priced. Anything. Very reasonably priced. The thing is, I always end up on Desperados and then end up very, very intoxicated. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, as well with the music scene in there, you know, when, when Matt's about, and, uh, you know, especially if you get Arneal in there and. A few, a few of those Jack behind the, the bar, the other half of the Cosmos. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, suddenly the shots start coming out, and and then Ooh, Neil starts know? trying to dance on the on the dance floor and uh, trying to balance and stand up on that little pole that's in the middle of the dance floor for some reason. Well, I, just talking about uh, Christmas presents, you you weren't sure whether you'd want. I don't like sambuca. I had a bad experience when I was about 18 or 19, and mm. it's one of them drinks that I can't stand. And my mum got me some chocolate Sambuca-flavoured liqueurs, and I was like, oh, they're going to be awful. Tried one last night. Really nice. Yeah. I, I ate them all. I do like a Sambuca, to be fair. I, oh, yeah, I know. one thing that I can't do. That, that and tequila. <laughs> I'm not a fan of tequila. No, not, not a big fan of it. But then I, I can drink absinthe. I really like the Ooh. taste of absinthe. I, I, I don't particularly like the burning you get from the alcohol, is it? Well, goes down and rots your insides. But I'm going to tell you a story now, James. Go on. Is when everybody we were, sitting comfortably? <laughs> when we were uh, when we were at university, um, there were eleven of us in our little group, and um, there was one guy that was older than the rest of us by about ten years, Des. And he took us. We, we, weren't, we weren't out, and he took us in Bowery before it was, right. you know, when it was reasonably new. And um, I don't remember. I, I, I remember getting getting in, 
um, and my dad threatening to throw me out. And my dad, my never, dad has not got the best temper, but that, that was a new one. And my room was in town. thinking, what happened last night? Nobody could remember anything. It was the first time we'd all gone out as a group. And Des was saying, I think we've been spiked, because I've never been as bad as that. Walked into uni. Turns out Des had bought us all absinthe, and none of us could remember. <laughs> Brilliant. I've never been in such a state. There were pictures of us in the middle of the road and everything. It was an absolute nightmare. Of course, we were all, like, we were all fairly young. We didn't really understand what absinthe was and mm. how strong it was and the rest of it. Yeah. Because you can't get it in many places, can you? There's not no. many places that sell it. No, um, and yeah, we were in a right tangle. I went to Prague several years ago, and um, I went to Prague for Christmas. Uh, I actually spent Christmas there, and uh, brought a bottle of, you know, the proper hardcore some uh, absinthe. It, I mean, back. if you don't know, it can be as much as anything as like eighty percent proof, can't it? Yeah, absinthe. It's, yeah. it's really, really strong. Well, we, we brought it back, and we had spirit. Uh, we had a New Year's party with my other brother Lee was there. And I decided to break out the uh, the absinthe. You've got another brother. Yeah, yeah. How many brothers have you got? Two brothers. Two brothers. One sister. All oh, right. I didn't know. I didn't know any of this. I didn't, I didn't know all about Lee. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. We've got um, we got this uh, bottle of absinthe, and you know I, I was necking it as, as I normally do. And I remember giving him a little shot of it. He took he took the shot and. As soon as it, it must have been as soon as it touched his stomach, it just all came straight back up, oh. literally within an instant. So yeah, it, it can be really hardcore, dangerous stuff. That yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. lovely. So yeah, drink responsibly, please. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't do what we yeah. do. But a drink responsibly goes out of the window when you walk into West Street Live. That's that's about the rule of it. I think it does, though. I think Definitely. it does, though. Yeah. Mm. There's a uh, Glitter bombs and stuff like yeah. that. It's their drinks. Yeah, uh, that's just the that's the Goldschlager, isn't it? With the um, well, it's actually flakes of gold. Yeah, in it, isn't it? Yeah, mm. we had some of that on that night as well. There's a there's a I drink like. which, for obvious reasons, can't mention the name on the radio. But um, one of my friends, he, he, there was a deal. I think there was ten for ten pounds. It was only like kind of like little little drinks and. Um, he would buy. He would go into West Street Live and buy these ten of them. He would. Uh, he would buy ten of them, and just drink them all. So they had Red Bull in it, I think, and, no, and yeah, stuff like some that. Awful and, uh, concoction. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't the nicest person to kind of come home in a taxi with, <laughs> <laughs> especially, especially the size of him as well. You kind of like trying to hold him out of the taxi, and um, not being able yeah. to hold on. Yeah, definitely. I've got a story where uh, there's a man in Australia who uh, is, uh, oh sorry, in America, who oh. is suing the brewers of Foster's. Have you seen this? What, for being such a rubbish lager? Um, no, quite surprisingly impar- not. Impartiality as always, on yeah. this week. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he's suing them because the advertising made him think it was Australian. When it was actually brewed yeah. in in you know? Texas, yeah, it's it. That's the thing with Fosters. It's actually wherever you buy it, normally brewed in that country. So the Fosters we have is brewed in in, in GB, isn't it? Yeah, mm. um, and it's it's not widely drank in Australia. I've been to Australia. You can't <laughs> get you can get it, but nobody drinks it. They drink like um, Tuis in Australia or um, VB. Yeah, they don't really drink Fosters. It's like it's rubbish to them. What what makes him? What makes this guy? He he must not have the most fantastic life in it to to actually try and sue these people. Are you saying he's got too much time on his hands? Definitely, 
Yeah. It's like some people they um, sign petitions on the on pretty much everything going. Um, and it's, these people have just too much time on their hands to do that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's got a case because it does say on the back of the can or bottle, brewed mm. in, in his case, yeah. the USA. Yeah, but it's... Americans will sue anybody for anything, won't they? In <laughs> fairness. <laughs> well, apparently, he's, he's pointed out that their Facebook page is filled with Australian references, including a promo about mates' rates and references to walkabout. Um, and then, obviously, the can's got a picture of a kangaroo on it and the Southern Cross constellation. Uh, so he's he's obviously doing this, but yeah, well, to his time on his hands. If there are any um, any legal professionals listening, please let us know if you think he's got a case. Yeah. Tweet us; we'll send you the link. Let us know. Yeah. At well, the squeak on Twitter. Yeah, he, he's, uh, the irony is that Foster's was apparently created by uh, Irish Americans. So uh, he's not Australian anyway. Then the, when they uh, they emigrated to Australia and made it, but there were Irish Americans that made it. Apparently, originally in uh, Melbourne in 1888. Fact of the day. <laughs> you need a jingle. That is it. You've done two facts there. Actually, that is a show. good fact. So there were Irish Americans that made it in Melbourne. So it was originally Australia. Yeah. So it's Australian technically, but made by Irish Americans. Yeah. That is a good fact. That. Who were born in Birmingham? I, I love a good fact. <laughs> 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 Do you know, sometimes, did you did you get any, have you had Christmas crackers this year? Yeah. I've not had any facts in mine, I've just had jokes and charades. I haven't had any Christmas crackers. Not, not a one. I didn't even have turkey for dinner. I had beef, beef Wellington. Wellington which was yeah. absolutely gorgeous. We were talking about that driving to the studio, weren't yeah. we? It was the, the best meat I've ever cooked. It was absolutely was lovely. It, was it homemade? Yeah, we made, made it all ourselves and, and the... The beef was so tender and just fell apart on the on the spoon and like creamy beef, just so nice. I could eat it all again right now. I'm right hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just had I've just been for breakfast at Bill's uh, in St Paul's Parade uh, and a bit bit disappointed. Yeah, so I was, I'm, I'm feeling hungry as well, but for different reasons. Yeah. Right. Well, we're on we're on for a special uh, two hour show this week. So um, after the uh, after the ads, we'll be. Uh, we'll still be here with Alex from Resonate and we'll be giving you more lowdown on the week's news and with some more local music have, we, have you got a taste of what's coming up in the next hour in 10 seconds uh, we have some more Resonate we got some ordnance I think we'll play and uh, you know some other random stuff that's been sent to us yay Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Sheffield Live. 
So welcome back to the second hour of The Squeak. Uh, if you didn't know we were on, welcome to the show. You've just joined us. It's a normal time at two o'clock, but we've been here since one. Where have you been? You're obviously not looking at our Twitter and Facebook page. You're late. Don't do it again. Yeah, and if you if you didn't know, I'm joined in the studio by James Hargreaves. Hello. And Alex Pacey from Resonate, our very special guest. Hello. A lot, a lot less hard work than Neil Hargreaves, it has to be said. A lot <laughs> yes. more behaved. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's not moaning that it's cold. And then we, we also have uh, Carl in next week. Carl Maloney's coming. Um, he, he said as a tweet earlier, saying, never meet your heroes. So that, you can't come then, Carl. So I'll have to meet you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, it'll be fun to see what kind of joy Carl brings us as well. Absolutely. And that, again, is one till three next week, isn't it? It is, yeah. The earlier um, time. It is. Mr. Mr. Sellers who, from Eclectica is not back until the new year. So we will be doing two hours next week as well. Woo! Yes. Indeed, happy times. <laughs> so I was just saying there before we uh, before we cut to the ads. Um, went to the new uh, new place called Bills for breakfast. Um, yeah. Our Mark took us for a birthday breakfast early, um, and I had eggs royale, and I was a bit disappointed. A bit cold. Not, what kind of place is it, Bills? I've not heard of it. It's in Italian. Um, so. No. Hold on a minute. I've <laughs> <laughs> got the receipt. <laughs> no, I tell you what, I have got to give you some like you know tokens that you win in the arcade. Oh yeah, you get them the like vouchers you can use next time. But it's just, it's just, um, it's just bills. <laughs> I don't know. Bills, bills, food emporium. Well, it's like, um, I think it's like a uh, like a just like a normal restaurant. Yeah, and just, then Ben's next door. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then my the, joke. Then there's a vegetarian one just down the road called Weed. What? Weed. Well, ben, the flower pot, Ben, with weed. Yeah. Oh, the carrots called weed in the middle. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'll give up. Yeah. Anyway, that was, um, that was poor enough. Anyway, <laughs> I, I actually ripped that joke off you, Luke, and it was it was bad. I feel feel sorry for you now. It's your own fault. Well, no, because you carried it on and made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, did you watch Did you watch any uh, any Christmassy films over over the Yule time period? Uh, I've loved watching Christmassy films. One really good one that I watched the other night, and it's again, I, I think I must be a 10 year old in a 36 year old's body because it was a kid's film. Uh, and it was Nativity with Martin Freeman. Don't know if you've ever seen No, that. I've not seen that one. It's like a children's BBC film, and it's, it's the average story of the school teacher that's been a grump because his, his girlfriend left him. And then it's about him bringing together a, a Nativity for the school. It's some. Really funny kids in it, like a family, like a family type yeah. film. And then it just gets ruined when they bring Nativity Two and Nativity Three out. Well, I was oh, looking no. at that. There is Nativity Two on iPlayer, and I've refused to watch it mm. because I don't want the first one to be ruined. Yeah, that's always the danger in it. Um, one thing I always like watching at Christmas is Only Fools and Horses. You know the old oh, Christmas specials yeah. from like. Yeah. Well, they did three, didn't they? After the after the after the se- they stopped doing the series, they did mm. three where they became millionaires. Spoiler yeah. alert. If you haven't seen it, um, yeah, th- those are just classics, aren't they? With a broom and Batman and Robin scene and everything. Just, one, just one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in in the, a the Batman and Robin pro- when they run down the street as Batman and Robin. I remember like just creasing. It was so funny. It was so funny. Um, Muppets I, Christmas Carol as well. Well, I don't know. I don't know why it's not a Christmas film, but we we watched the full Monty. I've not seen it for yonks, mm. and it we're, oh, we're laughing his heads off. It was so. <laughs> it's such a funny film. It's it? a great film. Man. I think a lot. I think because you know we're from Sheffield, it, it means more to us probably. But um, yeah, another another quality film. 
There's been a lot of good films. I watched uh, Alpha Papa, the Alan Partridge film over Christmas. That, that I'd, I'd, I think that's if you're an Alan Partridge fan, the first time you watch it, you you feel a little bit kind of confused and let down with the high production value and stuff. And then the second time you watch it, you start to see all the little funny things. And the third time you watch it, it just becomes hilarious. Well, that's what I mean. I, didn't, I still haven't seen it yet. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why I've still not watched it. I watched a couple of things. I watched the The Martian, which is reasonably new, with Matt Damon. He gets stuck on Mars. Oh yeah, that is a really mm. good watch. I would definitely recommend that one. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw Mad Max last week as well. Fury Road. That's I'm not sure. I'm bothered about watching that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's basically a two-hour car chase, and that that is it. The the dialogue is limited, and the story is very very limited. Is it? So there's lots of good action. It looks it abs it looks absolutely gorgeous, and mm. you know to to watch it, it would be as they say, Luke, chewing gum for the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> he, he dropped that one last week. <coughs> Dropped that one last week and I'd never heard that. Is that a legitimate saying? Have you heard that? I've one? never heard that before, to be honest. I can't be the only one that's heard that, surely. <laughs> Tweet us in, let us know. I, I, I'm not sure that's a real saying. Anyway, um, just switch, switching it back onto music. We were talking about Justin Bieber last week. He's, he had, well, this time last week, he had three of the top five yes. um, in the singles chart. But he's not actually got Christmas number one. I think he came out and said he wanted uh, he wanted people to buy this charity single, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he relinquished, didn't he? He's, he said he basically stepped back and said, "Don't stop buying my single and let yeah. the NHS choir become number one." And they have done. The NHS choir has beaten Bieber to number one. Um, it's a choir of nurses, um, and they did uh, well. It wasn't it wasn't just Justin Bieber going for number one. Louisa Johnson was was battling for it as well. She yeah. she charted at number nine, which was. Um, mm. Relatively poor for an X Factor winner. I think um, that's the lowest ever since it, it was. It is, but actually, well, they've they've moved it, haven't they? Because the charts poll on a Friday now, as yeah. opposed to on a Sunday, yeah. so mm-hmm. she only had sort of five days worth of sales or something. But the song, have you heard the song? It's terrible. It's awful, isn't it? <laughs> it's the wor- It's one of the worst songs. Definitely the worst winner single, anyway. Well, it was always when there's always that story when X Factor and Pop Idol and all that has always been said. Oh, it's been fixed. They already they've already picked the winner. And to be honest, it was kind of made where they've had the kind of those two jumpy kind of all go happy people, and then they have to sing that really slow. <laughs> but it was boring. It, song. It's exactly what I said. You know, James was talking about how how X Factor's seemingly manipulated from week to week based on what judges say and song choice and mm. all the rest of it. But they do it every year. There's two people in the final, and they choose a song that favours the better singer. Yeah, yeah. deliberately. And you know these guys, Reggie and Bolly, have sung um, like dancey, clubby songs all the way through, and then they're given a ballad. So it was never going to work, was no. it? So yeah, but um, they've got it made. As soon as they go through to the live shows, you know they've got a well, they have a tour for a year. Yeah, they've got the tour, which yeah. gonna, that's going to be a money maker for him, and they're probably going to release a single as well because mm-hmm. people do like them. Yeah, well, they're apparently rushing her album out now, and uh, usually it takes about six months to record an X Factor winner's album, and they're releasing hers in February, I believe. Are they? Yeah. Oh well, maybe that says something else then. Maybe she's already started recording it. Yeah. Well, it also says that maybe they're going to announce that the X Factor's not on ITV anymore, and so they want to rush it out before that announcement's made. Hmm. Maybe. Before, maybe before the end of the Voice when that finishes on BBC. Yeah, because the Voice. Yeah, the Voice. It's the last season of the Voice in it, and then it's coming over to ITV. Yeah. But that's even worse. That's that's the worst program they've got. All these different. I can't even remember the only. Will I am and the guy from Kaiser Chiefs, Ricky Wilson, yeah. and then they've got 
it's Boy George, Boy George, Paloma Faith. Paloma Faith, Faith. Yeah. Um, well, the thing, the thing with the voices to try and make it exciting, they'd have one person leave from each thing every week mm. from each artist uh, coach, but that that didn't that didn't work because then potentially you get the best singer leaving because one has yeah. to leave because they want an, an artist with each coach all the way through to the final. Yeah. The wrong person can end up going. So mm. because they've tried to zazz it up, yeah. it's it's not become about finding the best singer anymore, which I think is the reason. I don't think the formats work properly on yeah. the voice. Well, I think everyone just needs to remember with these that it's never about finding the best singer. It's all about entertaining a TV audience. Well, it's, it's a popularity contest, isn't it? I mean, yeah. look, if if, Reggie, if it were about singing, Reggie and Bali wouldn't have got to the final X Factor because they can't sing, can they? That's no, exactly. You know what I mean? And, and you know, these programmes, the they endurers with, with things like Jedward and... Wagner or oh, whatever it's called. Wagner was awful. Oh, God. Oh, Jack. La, 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 Jack. <laughs> that was, that's, that's awful. But these these people are still around, and, you know, you still hear about Jedward nowadays. Ah, but the the, the things, what they're doing now, are they, they're doing performances at holiday camps. That's all they're doing. Oh, what, so. about, what about the cheeky girls? It's Louis Walsh, that, you know. Louis Walsh yeah. takes all of the garbage and, and gives them gives them gigs. Cheeky well, Girls, Jedward, Wagner. Who else? More that I can't remember. I don't know. I, I just remember those ones off the top of my head. But. That's enough. They do holiday camps, then they go into Big Brother, potentially maybe go on to Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and that's it. Yeah. Done. Yeah. And then they washed up careers. Yeah. Or marry a politician. Mm. Yeah. That, that was one of the Cheeky Girls, wasn't it? Lembit Opic. Yeah. yeah. Bizarre. But then you look at these big talent shows and uh, look at what happened in America last week with Steve Harvey on uh, Miss Universe. <laughs> oh, that was everyone's <laughs> favourite Family Fortunes uh, presenter. It was, it was, it was really, really bad. It was really bad, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, no. For for those who don't know, Steve Harvey was the host on uh, Miss Universe and crowned the wrong winner. Yeah. What they'd done, they talk, they told him through his earpiece, the first runner-up. Yeah. Um, and he actually got mistaken and thought she was the winner, so he's crowned crowned her as the winner, and it wasn't her. Yeah, um, and then let, let you know, let her have a bit of a, a celebration and a bit of a parade and a cheer. <laughs> and then after three minutes, told her that he'd made a mistake. But knowing that was was what was happening, because I obviously saw the headline first and and watched the video online, and knowing that that happened. She was stood there for three minutes celebrating. I mean, and it's the most uncomfortable three minutes ever. She's she's there, all the fireworks going off, the the loud music, the sparkles and lights, and she's she stood there with this crown. They come up, give her the flowers, put the crown on her head, the sash around her, and she stood there basking in the glory. And then he, he comes on and says, "Sorry, I have to apologize." <laughs> <laughs> Great impression. So, but then. What makes it even worse is live on TV in front of whatever audience they get because it's quite big in America still, isn't it? Yeah. They, <laughs> the the woman comes out and they, they bring the actual winner to the front and stands there. They all look awkward as as heck, and then they take the crown off the off the one that didn't actually win, <laughs> and it's, it's just a heartbreaking. Oh, I, heartbreaking. It's it's like if you ever watched that Simpsons episode where um, Bart's got the remote control and he's going, "Look, Lisa, you can pinpoint the exact <laughs> moment where, where Ralph's heart heart is breaking." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like when, when they're taking the crown off that poor girl, she's like, 
I think any Simpsons fan will uh, will absolutely know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So yeah, um, t- television gold, really. Yeah, indeed. Shall we have a track from Ordnance to? Uh, I like Ordnance. Yeah, Ordnance. We've played this one before, but uh, we'll give it another spin. Bands out there, if you want to get played, then uh, get in touch with us through the Facebook page or through Twitter. Um, get your music to us because we will give you some airplay. We'll get you on one of the most popular podcasts in the region. Yeah, and uh, dangerous the big in Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> You've got one for every country, haven't you? But this is uh, almost live, live recording of Ordnance, and it's an excellent live recording, actually. It is. It was done uh, at Magna, and this is Anchor.
with Anchor and yeah live recording it's still amazing it's a, that that's a live recording it's an unbelievable live recording I, w- I, w- I can't believe it I, I think big things for them this year I do believe it but I couldn't <laughs> but now I can <laughs> yeah but that, that was done for Exposed in Session so if you go onto YouTube and search for Ordnance Anchor you can uh, watch them actually perform in that live are they, where are they from? Manchester. Sheffield oh Sheffield, yeah, Sheffield. Are they, have they got any coming up then? Uh, they, they've got some, some gigs coming up um I don't think they've been announced yet. Not, hardly anyone's announced the gigs for next no, year. We're, we're, we're doing all the announcing. Yeah, yeah um, just tell us. We'll be we'll be the announcers. Yeah, but I, I do think big things for them coming up. That video works for them as well. Yeah, of kind of how they are um, in a big industrial kind yeah. of place. It was it was a really good video. I like that video. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of videos that I I, I don't really do a lot with music videos in terms of watching them. I don't, I don't know. I've never really been been that bothered. I love, um, I love a good music video, and, unless it's on like unless I'm watching a music channel. That's probably why I don't really watch music channels. Yeah. But a lot, it, 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 it can add a different level to the to the song, mm, can't yeah. it? Definitely. Well, it's uh, the uh, you look at YouTube being the world's second largest search engine after Google, and YouTube is the way that a lot of kids nowadays find new music because yeah. you don't have Top of the Pops so and you don't have. The music channels, as we know them, MTV's some kind of stupid reality. Bloody, I think, thing yeah, nowadays. I think there's a lot to be said for music videos, and I think some songs have probably made it to the top of the charts hmm. because the music video is so good. Well, look people. at Money for Nothing by Dire Straits, that, that was groundbreaking back mm. in 1986 or whatever it was, and yeah, and then no, Jamiroquai's Virtual Insanity, where he's floating around that room. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing. I've, I've got uh, some DVDs, and if you're a music video fan, you should go out and buy these. They're called the Director's Label DVDs, and each music video director has released a DVD of all the videos he's done. And they're absolutely amazing to watch. The Michelle Gondry ones with, you know, like Bjork and uh, yeah. Depeche Mode and uh, White Stripes and stuff like that. Some fantastic videos on there. What's your, what's your favourite music video? And you think you got one? You, you think you could pick one out? Uh, there's a Chemical Brothers video. There's, there's actually a couple that Michelle Gondry did. And there's, uh, there's one of them, which is the most simple thing ever. It's just a camera pointing out of a train as it's, it's speeding out, you know, as though you're looking through a train window yeah. as it's speeding past everything. But they've done it with some magic computer wizardry where everything that goes past is actually one of the notes of music or the vocal or something. So as a lamppost goes past, that's a drum beat. And as like a building really? goes past, that's part of the vocal. It's absolutely... When you first see it, you think, oh, this is a bit boring, it's just looking out of a train. But then when you actually catch it and you see this is actually the music being visualised, it's amazing. What about Resonates Alex Piercy? Um, I used to have a a, vid- a VHS of, um, obviously going back a long time, uh, Phil Collins. Um, and he did uh, a full album of music videos on just one VHS and um, there was a song um, with Phil Bailey oh um, um, she's an easy lover yeah Um, and it's them it's basically them two getting ready to do their um, their music video for that and that's by far the best one behind the scenes I like that kind of behind the scenes kind of 
done for for a band. I, I'd like yeah. to do. I'd, I'd like to do something like that. Well, I mean, uh, just on behind the scenes, James, James, we're now on the telly, aren't we? We're, well, we're, not we're really. on the telly on the internet. Yeah, on the <laughs> on the internet telly. Yeah. We're on the radio on the telly on the internet. <laughs> so you can watch our behind the scenes if you go to the YouTube channel, The yeah. Squeak. So search for The Squeak on YouTube and you can watch last week's show. We've got the video of that. Uh, we're recording this right now. And Hello. Uh, the only problem is my, my laptop's burning up every time I render a video, so it might take about three or four days to get, <laughs> yeah, get a two-hour show up onto YouTube. Yeah, there might be a week's lag. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we we are experimenting with putting this out on YouTube as well. Yeah, no, I, I've always because uh, I mean the the radio is you can't watch the radio, can you? But I've always been interested in radio. Obviously, that's why I do it. So I've always wanted to see the workings. So you well, can, you can watch a lot of the BBC radio now, can't you? Uh, through the BBC website, like iPlayer, can. and and you um, can. on their YouTube channel as well. I watch a lot of Mark Commode's uh, film reviews on YouTube. I don't really like that guy. I didn't. I, I really didn't. And then the more I watch him, the more I have respect for what he's saying. And and you have to search out his, his review for Sex and the City 2 because that is one of the funniest video reviews ever. Really? Yeah. And and he just he just piles into it. Just <laughs> rips it a new one. <laughs> well, I think, um, I mean, my music video knowledge is probably quite limited mm. but the one I always remember was um, Bit of Sweet Symphony where he's just walking down the street oh, yes, yeah. yeah Richard Ashcroft yeah. bashing everyone out of the way yeah, that, much. that's an all time brilliant one that. Chris Moyles recently ripped that off for his uh, Radio X show when when he launched Radio X the advert was Chris Moyles walking down that same street was it alright yeah. kind of walking and then he walked through that wall didn't yeah. he and it just yeah. kind of ruined it but I don't like, just Fat, like Les, Fat Les Vindaloo did it as well didn't yeah, they they, did, they, yeah. they Kind of copied it. I'm not a big fan of Chris Miles, are they, to be fair, actually? Well, they've ruined a perfectly good radio station there. Well, they haven't, they have, but now it's national on the DAB, so yeah. I can pick it up in the car it's now, whereas before format, I couldn't. It's new style. It used to be actual good, you know, indie kind of... Well, he's taking, he's taking his his breakfast show yeah. that he did yeah. before, and he's pretty just, much just... Just dragged it somewhere yeah. else, yeah. yeah. But it's not something I'll listen to. No, nor me. I can't stand the guy. I'm a big fan of Chris Moyles when he used to do Radio 1 in the afternoon. Yeah. There used to be... Chris Moyles used to do a show, and then Mark and Lard used to do a show, and listening to Radio 1 in the afternoon then was just brilliant. I used to run home from school and record it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when he used to do the... Um, he used to do those parody songs. Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah. He? Totally addicted to place. He did... Um, yeah. <laughs> What did he do? He did uh, he did a remix of Wallace and Gromit. Did he? Have not, yeah, not that, I, I quite like that one actually. That's probably the only thing of his that I've that I've enjoyed. <laughs> anyway, um, where are you from, Alex? You from Sheffield? Yeah. Whereabouts? Um, just outside, halfway, you know, Eckington. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. A very very small village. Have you seen, have you seen the Simpsons movie? You know, with yes. The, um, with the dome over the top of, yeah. of Springfield. To be honest, that's what should happen with where I live, <laughs> <laughs> and it already is. When you come down, you, the only way to get to, to Workington is kind of like down a few hills, yeah. and pretty much when you're on in that hill, it's just well, it's no, going up towards it it's it's sort of halfway then Eckington, 
and then uh, so you get to up towards Cole Aston, going yeah. out towards Staveley, that sort of way. I, I drive up there in my uh, in my real job every now and again. Yeah. yeah. So you, do, you, do you still live there, or uh, for the time being, I, I am uh, I will be moving closer to the city at some point. Getting out of the dome. Mm, yes, definitely. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then you'll be dropping the dome on the place and never going back. Definitely. <laughs> I've always said, as soon as I get out of that place, it'll be it'll be literally going, and then I'll never come back. Oh well, that's lovely, so. isn't it? Very Christmassy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a question for you, Luke. For which me is yeah. Uh, it wasn't last week. I, th- I think just before last week's show, you promised to tell us a story, and we forgot about it last week. And I'm dying to know. About your knitting circle that you saw in a pub. Um, right, never trust anyone that knits. I'll say that now, um, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you a, a sub story of the actual story. Right, went round to my sister's yesterday for turkey curry. Marvelous, by the way, I have to say. My little niece Eva, she's only four months old. The next door neighbour, or the next door but one neighbour, have knitted her this this rabbit. Right, and it's the scariest, most unshapely rabbit I've ever seen. It's got it's got like legs the size of tree trunks. It's got a really scary face and ridiculous ears and it's pink so it looks like it's been skinned as well. Gosh. <laughs> so that only backs that only reaffirms my belief on knitters. <laughs> me and me and a good friend of mine went up to uh up to the Hallam uh, no it's not the Hallamshire, it's the one across the road, the closed shop yes. at Commonside. Because they've started doing it's like a traditional boozer but they started doing food. Hmm. So she said, you fancy going there? I said, yeah, I'd love to try that out. Was it um, open? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, yeah. Oh, yes, it was open. Um, the closed shop was open? It was open, yes, it was open. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm telling the story now. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. I know, I know. I, I, it took me a minute as well. Um, so we, we, basically they said, sit anywhere you want, because there was like three people in. Me and Faith were two of them. So we sat down, um, and then all of a sudden, we just had a starters, and this, this, these, all these people came and sat right in the corner, right, so I'm talking back to back with a chair with me. So I couldn't move because somebody got the chair right against mine. And then this woman came and sat like bang next to me, facing the other way. And they could see we'd got plates and everything. And one of them reached over me and went, oh, it's reserved, it's reserved, it's reserved. Like that, right in, right in my ear, really loud. Nice. Um... So I just, I, I, we'd obviously gone and interrupted their their little click. I said to Faith, I went, I don't know what's happening with these, but they're doing my head in here. And there was a poster on the door that said Knitting Club every second Monday. So they were knitters. And they'd cut, we'd, we'd interrupted their knitting club by sitting near to their table. And they but were you just were there r- first, weren't you? Short, yeah, and they, we'd got, we'd got the, the, the plates and the cutlery and everything from the start. And you'd asked where to sit. Yeah, and uh, to be fair... Um, they said, you know, just sit where you want, the bar people. So they were really, just really rude and, and obnoxious. And it was a real shame because the food was lovely. Yeah. Um, it, 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 you know, it could do really well, that place. But yeah, they were just really rude. How was um, the knitting? Oh, it was probably rubbish as well, James. <laughs> In fact, I bet they knitted my niece, that awful rabbit. <laughs> the story of the niece and the rabbit makes me think again of Simpsons where... Oh, it was scary. Where, where uh, Omer built Bart the crusty the clown bed. And, and it, just out of lots of different bits of, and it's the scariest thing ever he can't sleep yeah that home has built loads of silly stuff hasn't he yes that cartoon man good old Homer 
that was a battle of wits there. Staring at each other. Say something. Say something. Stared you out. There's a, there's a colleague of mine at work, whenever we have a conference call, um, it, it, my boss will always say, is anybody anything else to add? And we'll all just be silent. And Ivan will always go, no. <laughs> he just can't bear silence. As soon as the tumbleweed starts, he has to, he has to interject. We all know that dead air is a crime. Dead air is a crime. Now we're half in, James. That's a record, that. Yeah. That's... Uh... Let's see if we can beat that next week. I doubt it with Carly. No, absolutely not. Um, Maybe a minute and a half. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Another track? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, This this one is... uh, I'll uh, I'll, I'll let Alex introduce this one. (laughs) 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 He's just dropped everything. Never turn your iPad round. <laughs> I'm trying to be discreet and not say Luke queue up track 13. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show you. But track 13, Luke, track 13. It's yeah. on, it's on, it's done. <laughs> but yeah. Tell tell us about this one because this is you, Alex. Should we yes. just should we just cut this bit out of the podcast? <laughs> we don't want to upset the Macedonians, do we? <laughs> and the constituency from Denmark as well. Oh god. Oh, uh, this one this one is called Home. Uh, this is um Kind of it's a cover of uh, um, John Joe Keane. <laughs> is coming it? home. I thought it was going to be John a... Joe's coming home, and I, I'm, I've me and me and John Joe worked together on this, and I basically wrote oh. the second part of um, basically I am now at home. <laughs> oh, I so. thought it was a cover of Westlife. <laughs> oh I wish you'd have started yours first before <laughs> I mentioned. <laughs> I couldn't think of the band. <laughs> I, you joke about this. Right, with John Joe Keane, but there, there was a point where I thought John Joe was, was copying everything that Resonate did for a, for a does. while. He does, so it, 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 it's I think I think in the business, they call it paying homage. Yes, John Joe is, is being homageful, if that's a word, to, uh, now. to Resonate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so us. it's So it's track 13, track, uh, track, track by 13. Resonate. <laughs> <laughs> This is home then on The Squeak 93.2 FM. We're on the Twitter, at The Squeak.
That's Resonate and Home. Um, that that one is uh, a good one live, isn't it, Alex? Yeah. It's, uh, can do a little bit more diva thing. I, when this bit's going on, I can just walk off. Just walk off and just go for a drink. Because <laughs> yeah. um, we were talking about Mark, the drummer, earlier. Fantastic drummer. And that, that, kind of, that track kind of showcases him live, doesn't Definitely. it? It's, it's, there's a lot of really long kind of um, drum sections and rolls and stuff. And... Um, Usually finish a set on that, and yeah. you kind of say bye to the crowd and walk off and leave everyone to watch Mark as he's doing his drumming thing. Well, when we play well, most venues, we can't if, if we're headlining it or if we're doing or, or the stage is big enough, we can drag the uh, the drum kit to the front, so we're both playing mm. at, this, um, at the same kind of level. But if we're not doing that, we it gives Mark an opportunity to showcase what he can do, really, yeah. and just hope to God that nobody steals him. <laughs> <laughs> how does uh, how, how difficult is it just being up on there on your own? Is it almost like being? Does it almost feel like being a bit of a solo artist sometimes? Because mm-hmm. you know, in a four piece, you've got like a bass guitarist or a, a rhythm guitarist or somebody else to sort of feed off on stage. I think I think the most difficult thing is that if you're if you're feel if you're not feeling fantastically well, I've, there's been a few t- times where I've not been feeling very well. You I'll need be, someone uh, else to give you a bit, yeah. of, a bit of energy. And if you're just kind of like, oh, let's let's slow it. If you're in a four piece and you can just oh, just slow it down a little bit, but with us because we're playing back with a backing track, you can't. So no. you have to literally keep that level up. Um, it's not it's not too bad. I, I, we've tried we've tried the three piece four piece thing and it doesn't work for us. We. we it would just kind of dilute it. I think it's better with us two in it, and like James has said a few times, I'm a bit of a diva anyway, so I'm, uh, it's something I'm, 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 I'm happy with. If it's just me on the front of the stage, it's absolutely fine. So, but no, it's good. I, I enjoy doing it. Um, it's it's something different, and it's always something different with me and Mark. So, do you um do you use any any like vocal aids? I know Tom Jones uses like vocals on those suites. I don't know mm. if if anybody uses anything like that. Um, not really. I, I've done vocals. Tried though. tried bits. Yeah, but it's you know just I kind of devour bottles of water on stage, don't I? Yeah. So um, I have about two or three bottles on of water on stage. But no, just um, I, with Ray, I, I normally go and uh, do vocal warm ups. I can remember we did the uh, Riverside. And we were stood outside, and we normally kind of like disappear away from Riverside's down up at Shales Moor. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, nice one. Um, we normally uh, normally kind of disappear into if we're doing plug, we'll go upstairs, and or if we're doing corp or anything like that. But in Riverside, there's actually nowhere to kind of go, so we just stood on the street outside, just <laughs> kind of warming up, singing. Um, which was a bit weird when people walking past and weirdos just singing I'm sure somebody <laughs> chucked me a quid to be so. <laughs> to be fair though you, you see a lot of stuff sort of down there it's just trails more that just wasn't for your singing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> yeah well it's it's sort of just it's just shales more in it just past neeps ends so. yeah yeah mm. um, yeah they've just done the riverside up and on the um, on the exterior wall yeah there's um, a it's, yeah, and it says "Let Love Speak Up Itself," which is a beautiful self number, isn't it? Yeah. Or, or was it was that an original one or was it a cover? 
think it's original. Yeah. Top of my head. I think it is. Um, lyrics from uh, Beautiful South, which I thought was, was of all the things they could have hmm. they could have had on there, I thought that was pretty pretty cool. I've yeah. not been back in since it's been done up, but what's it like to play down there? It's um, hot. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's uh, it's upstairs, isn't it? So yeah, that was the upstairs room, yeah. Yeah, upstairs. It's a bit stuffy in there, isn't it? Yeah, very. Because yeah. it was, uh, but it was... It was amazing. It was great. I, I think if 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 they could um, if they could organise it, I think an outside gig there would be awesome because they've got that lovely terrace, yeah, um, which is you know by the side of the river, hence the name. I think they've done the it side. before. I'm sure they they had like a music and comedians mm. event outside. Um, yeah, I definitely. A few would. years ago now, though, that, that I can remember. It's a it's a new aged. Uh, Grapes, isn't it? You know, like when you yeah. went upstairs at grapes, and oh, it's yeah. kind of that's that's how I saw it when I walked up there first time, and it was uh, but no, it's good. I think little venues like that are, are needed in Sheffield. Definitely, definitely, my favourite yeah. venue anyway. And great burgers. Oh, yeah, never eaten there actually. It's the uh, the Twisted Burger Company who also do the Harley. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've eaten Harley burgers there. They're, mm. they're pretty nice. Talking of burgers, my burger newsflash: I uh, I went to Five Guys and tried that out just before Christmas. All right, just nice. Yeah, it's nice. The, the one memory of it is that the smell of it and uh, the texture of it. It's just, it just reminds me of when I used to have burgers as a kid, and you know that that melted cheese smell. And just, there, oh, there is advice yeah. for there is advice for <laughs> Five Guys though. Because I've been a couple of times. Um, if you, we, I went with my friend, and um, they are. If you order a big one, which is about eight quid as well, yeah. um, there's about a pound worth of meat in it. Really? So if you uh, if you haven't got a stomach that could take that much food on, don't, don't do order it. the order the smaller one, yeah. and it's still enough. What it sounds like then. I mean. Because you, you can go in like a chain restaurant or a gastropub and pay a ten quid for a burger. So yeah. for for a, for a chain uh, burger, like that's just that's just for your burger. You don't have to pay for your chips on top, which are like a two fifty or something. Then a oh, drink so it probably top. works yeah. out the same then. So it's, I think it works out about thirteen quid mm-hmm. all in. Worth um, it though, would you say? Oh, oh I'd, definitely. I loved it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. The, the chips as well. I had some Cajun, Cajun fries. Mm. They were they were lovely. Heartburn Central. Yeah, indeed. I'm not sure not, I could cope. They're not it. as bad as a Hellfire fries at uh, at Twister Burger Company. They they do blow your head off those ones. Refillable drinks as well. Yeah, yeah, refillable drinks. And any flavour. With the most technologically advanced drink dispenser in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you two have been signed up, and I'm, I'm, We've I'm been not activated yeah. into, I'm, into five guys. I'm not privy to it. Um, but yeah, as uh, as far as burgers go, five guys are spreading across the country. So that seems the um, the Meadowall the Meadowall one's obviously the busiest one because they've got one at Meadowall, they've got one at Entertainment. Yeah, I went to see the new Star Wars film yesterday. And um, is it rate good? Which it's incredible. Best it's one that they've done. It's no, spoilers, being, yeah. no spoilers. <laughs> Neil, Neil, Neil Hargreaves keeps putting net spoilers on. Not sure how, how real they are though. I think he's I'll, making I'll, stuff I'll, up. I'll, I'll, whilst the next song is playing, I'm going to go through his <laughs> Facebook and just it see. Just, it just keeps putting stuff like, "Oh, this this little girl was horrified when that stormtrooper shot and killed Luke Skywalker." <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I've seen uh, seen him 
post about seven different deaths from different yeah. characters. There was a, there was a picture real. on his Facebook. I've just had a look now just to see what spoilers he's done and see which ones are true. Um, the one of his... Um, well, don't tell us which ones are true. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I won't. I'm not that nasty. Uh, the behaviour he, he was doing in the in the cinema. Oh, uh, I want to know if he was on that one. That I want to know if he's on his own or not. That is my favourite picture. I don't know if the camera will pick it up. This was when he was bombarding me with pictures every three <laughs> it's seconds. The, it's the poor people in the background. Yeah, it's, it's him pulling a face, doing a doing a selfie, pulling a pulling a face, and the people in the background looking on, horrified as to what's going on in front of them. It is bizarre. Isn't if it? Neil's listening, please tell us if it, yeah, if he was with anybody else. Because if he was on his own. That picture would make it even funnier yeah. if he was just sat there on his own. But he does that all day. He works from home himself, and he will he will literally just send me pictures every five minutes. I live in the same building as him. I live just round the back of the same building, and he will he will just send me pictures every every five minutes of him pulling some silly face. Yeah. Well, then that's my brother. What can I say? <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 show we had him on was was a uh, just two hours of yes. uncontrollable laughter. I think it's, it's a good one to listen back to. That enjoyed yeah. that one. Shame we didn't film that one, really. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so what's the next musical genius, uh, James Hargreaves? Th- this one, Luke, is track thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> As we we mentioned, uh, these there isn't guys. there isn't a thirteen on this disc. There's what? There, there has to be. There's a twelve. There's a twelve. Like, give me the wrong disc. Given. I can't have given you the wrong disc. <laughs> what, what, Seamless production, Alex. <laughs> what uh, in the heck I'm, I'm is enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, just talk amongst yourselves, listeners. Uh, yeah, just... Uh, yeah. See, the reason he says track 13 and turns his iPad down is because you can only go up to 10. <laughs> without getting you... <laughs> well, this yeah. has completely thrown me off because it has, has to be that disc. It is that disc, so... You sure it's not track 3? No. Uh well, this is... Should we do an a cappella version of the, of the same song? <laughs> this is uh, new territory then, uh, because I, I'm starting to think that the disc hasn't burnt properly. Uh, so, Oh, well. Why, why don't you go up to 12 and then just... End play up one. Just, yeah. We'll, we'll play 12 and then play one. <laughs> and then that's 13. Um, yeah, so if that disc hasn't burnt properly, I'm, I'm not sure what's on it. <laughs> so, so, right. so uh, we'll we'll not use that. Just talk amongst yourselves a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So when uh, what, have you got any more gigs lined up then, Alex? Um, for resonate. Um, at the moment, no. Um, we are currently we we met just before the Christmas period. Um, just to do the normal swapping of presents. And, yeah. And um, we had a big chat of what we want to do. Um, we've kind of. It's quite difficult for us to do kind of write new stuff straight away. So like we we need to we need to kind of put a plan together of what we what we want to do first. Um, so we are kind of going to lock ourselves away for for a couple of months just to just to write some new stuff, just to to kind of brought that bring that kind of show up up and running again. Really, so resonate show as we call it. So it's um, and just to see how we can get on with that. But no, it's uh, it's looking we're looking forward to it. Just the the new stuff that we'll be releasing um, will be amazing. Hopefully. So are you? Um, well, I mean, are you just happy gigging, or are you wanting to looking to get signed? How difficult? How difficult is is it? Do you, are you in your opinion to try and get 
signed within within Sheffield. Um, we we struggle kind of with the kind of the people that we the bands that we play with. We seem to be playing with a lot of indie bands, so there's not that many electrical. Uh, it's, diff- it's difficult trying to put put you in the mix, I suppose. You know, in the in, in the list of bands that are playing on any any given gig, I suppose. Yeah. And, but, and that's the big shame for Sheffield because Sheffield is it's got that electronic heritage, mm, and yeah, you know, looking back, I think. You, you don't see as many electronic acts. You obviously played Ordnance a bit ago. They're, they've got electronic backing, um, but they're, they're, they are kind of a, a, a very kind of indie based, really. Yeah, yeah. There, there is there's a lot of elements across there, but with us, I think we are purely dance. So mm. where we can see, but wouldn't that make it, uh, uh, you know, more favourable because you are slightly different. I think people's perception of dance music has changed from the 80s. So whether you know you've got Calvin Harris and all that stuff now that you biggest paid um, DJ of last year, well this year. Sorry. Do you know Calvin Harris? I I actually saw him um, a couple of times when he released his first album. Saw him live, and it was a banter up. He actually had like a guitarist, a synth player, a drummer, and played all the songs live. Yeah. And was really good with it. And mm. then, obviously, all the, all the technological stuff happened. He done it on his laptop now. Yeah, just literally yeah. stands behind a platform, and that's it. But no, I'm hope hoping. We're, well, we're we're going to aim for us hopefully being signed. Hopefully, bigger gigs. That you know, we were looking through. Didn't manage to uh, to to go and see them, but um, Sherlock's mm. uh, their gig at Plug. Uh, that is a fan- for an unsigned band to sell the main room of Plug out is yeah. absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, the work behind that was was incredible. Your Neil did that as well, didn't Neil did that one, yeah. But um, yes, yeah, so kind of stuff like that. The, really. the irony being that, and I will find the song for next week. But Kong supported uh, Sherlock. Oh, was that the um, and that was a track that we could have found track thirteen that didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll bring that. I'll make sure that I bring that next week because that's a really good oh, track. I as think. Well. Yeah. Was it called Mirage? Uh, no, this Kong one was Fake Tan and Desperation. Mirage. Oh, that's yeah, funny. <laughs> ah. <laughs> And me and Luke kind of, kind of like turned to do <laughs> Yeah, and then we just sort of went... <laughs> my, my head is bowed in shame. <laughs> so what's track three then, James? This is one of our favourites, Luke. This is Slow Readers Club. Plant a seed. Awesome. Oh 
Low Readers Club, Plant the Seed, one of our favourites. We love that. Latest single um, out now. And they're on Spotify as well, yeah. which I've just discovered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listen to them to your heart's content. Yeah, but do go out and buy that to support them because it is the whole album that comes off is just ab- absolutely brilliant start to finish. Uh, it's called Cavalcade. It's well worth uh, purchasing. If you will. If you will. And watching them live is incredible as well. They're, they're amazing. They, yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, we went to watch October Drift, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and that night I was introduced to Slow Readers Club. Yeah. And I actually preferred them, for, personally, <laughs> I, I preferred the Slow Readers. <coughs> and I, just, I was just blown away. Excellent. Really good. They are incredible live. And uh, I believe they're coming back next year sometime, so... Watch out for another announcement of another gig that's not been announced yet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, almost time to end the show. Have you had a good time on the squeak, uh, Alex Pearcy? Loved from it. Resonate. Loved it. Thank yeah. you very much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, we're going to well, put your face on YouTube and uh, we'll send your voice around the world to uh, Macedonia and Denmark and the US, where we, for some reason we get lots of downloads in the US. So. Great. Amazingly big in America. <laughs> You're stretching with that one, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, America is a big place. I would imagine we're extremely small. Um, but, you know, getting getting probably more listeners than we are in Sheffield, so. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's all good. And just another shout out to bands because we struggled to get a, a few uh, Sheffield band songs for this week. I've been sent lots from around the uh, the country and stuff. So. Around the world. <laughs> well, <laughs> to I be fair, we I have actually had some from like, had some Barcelona and Ireland and lots of. Someone from South Africa sent me something. Um, but yeah, we want to play as many Sheffield bands as we can, so send your music in, and you can do that by tweeting us at The Squeak, sending us a message on Facebook through the page, uh, slash The Squeak, or even, just to make it even easier for you, on my website, I've set up an uploader now, so oh, you nice can just one. simply upload it, and that's at dj1.co.uk, just uk. Marvellous, yeah, please do. Um, follow us on the Twitch as well, and, and you know, keep your eyes on what we're doing. Um, and get in touch while we're on the show. Um, so, what are you doing? It's it's uh, it's Bank Holiday Sunday. Are you, are you doing anything tonight, Alex? Um, my uh, other half's brother uh, got engaged over the Christmas period. Oh, um, that's nice. So, isn't it? we're going out for celebratory drinks. Awesome. Otherwise, though, because I'm the designated driver, so I'll be going for <laughs> Coca Cola. You do that a lot, don't you? I have to. Yeah. I have to. Because if I get, well, it's when we went to see October Drift and Slow Readers, I um, was intoxicated and uh, it didn't go down very well. And I, my hangovers <laughs> last four or five days and I'm back at work on Tuesday, so I can't really be doing that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, tonight I think uh, there's this loser I know who's having some birthday drinks, so I'm, I'm going to go and have a few drinks after the show. And, yeah. Uh, well, I'll be sure not to tell you any jokes, James. <laughs> <laughs> that, that loser I know happens to be Mr. Luke Crofts. It's Mr. Luke Crofts, one half of the squeak. <laughs> hey. <laughs> did you just wink at the camera? I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> that is, I can't believe I just did that. You know what, if, if you're listening... I, I've if you're watching, to, I apologise. I've got to put that on YouTube, because that is amazing. The cheese that was involved in that. I, I might I might edit it so there's a little glimmer that comes off like ching. Oh god, you snorted as well. Um so yeah, we'll be having a few drinks in um well, I'll just keep it between us, but we're going out. Um yeah, what about New Year? Plans? Do you do you do anything New Year? Uh no, not really, to be honest. 
It can be, town's just too busy. Yeah. It's well, it's a zoo. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I stay as far away from town as as um, as I can. Well, it's, it's just inflated, isn't it? With like, well, it's like uh, a Saturday night on heat. It's you awful. have to pay to get into places generally. It's inflated prices. That you have to fight to get to the bar. Yeah. Well, one thing I was tempted with was this feeling at um, the rocking chair because Reverend and the Makers are doing a little set in there um, for for their New Year, and they're having their kind of Reverend's New Year party. I was tempted with that, mm. but I, d- I don't do much for New Year, and we. We didn't see the family for Christmas, so I'll uh, end up seeing the family of, uh, for the new year, just mm. before the new year. Well, I think we'll just be uh, just be going to one of the local boozers. Um, that's normally what we do, try and stay a bit close to home. Um, yeah. They look after us, they put a bit of a, bit of karaoke on as well. So I'll get all the, get, get the vocal zones in early. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's what he was asking you for earlier, Alex. He wanted to know what Some your vocal tips, tips oh, were. Right, okay. for, for when he breaks out of the Human League and the beautiful <laughs> South. And you know it. <laughs> it's not just a hat rack. <laughs> Definitely. Um, DJ Ski is up next with um, Platinum Plates. The legend that is DJ Ski. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned for that at 3 o'clock. Mm. We'll be back next week with another extended two-hour show because... Um, We've got special guest Carl Maloney, um, who will be joining us, yeah. um, and all the lowdown of the... I'm, I'm very early, I'm about a minute, a minute early. Have yeah, you got anything yeah, else to talk morning. about before? Well, I was, I was just going uh, to ask DJ Ski whether he had a nice Christmas. You had to, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't uh, in the woods anywhere, <laughs> no. burning stones, dancing on trees. <laughs> Oh, you oh dear, we, we've gone on to the pagan story again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the only story. Move on, move on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, DJ Ski is up next. I'm a massive fan of Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> 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 oh Yeah, so um, thanks very much for joining us, uh, Alex. Thank I you. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Um, we'll have you on again, because he's very well behaved. <laughs> yeah, he's... he's the most well-behaved of the guests we've had so far, hasn't he? Definitely, yeah. Not slagged any of his future gig off either. <laughs> uh, venues, so that's, that's always a good sign. Wait uh, till next time. Wait till next time. <laughs> yeah. Just ease yourself in. Have, have a good week, guys. Have a happy new year. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.